Okay, so time to get into this story. Good morning, 2.20 a.m. Time to get into the story about uh, Hamas attacking Israel. Fair use. Getting some horrific uh, images uh, coming from Israeli television. A reporter in the kibbutz, uh, Kafir Azar, uh, said the commander, the Israeli commander who liberated it from Hamas, says they found the bodies of 40 babies, um, and some of them with their heads uh, cut off. And that's horrible to even say, uh, but this... Fair use. Reporter is on the ground talking to the commander of this kibbutz, uh, and there is video of this this interview. Welcome to the world, baby boy. All right. Sorry, I can't put most of the. You know, I don't want to get a copyright. All right. Canada's. Broadcasting Corporation, CBC Canada's largest state-funded news organization, has been advised not to talk negatively about Hamas terrorists with instructions to treat them as innocent party until proven, till proven otherwise. Wow. And look, look at this. Look at this. crazy absolutely insane oh but it's gonna get worse it's gonna get worse okay as we can see all right and, and let me show you why it's worse all right let me show you why because not only do we have to deal with Hamas okay we have to deal with uh, rabbis who act like this, okay? No, I am not pushing religion down people's throat, but you have to understand uh, the reason why I'm putting this up. The rabbi says Christians shouldn't be worshiping one Jew. They should be worshiping all of us. This is strictly out of a mind of a Jew who is into the Talmud. And if you know anything about the Talmud, it is a very uh, supremacist book. A very evil book. A book that basically um, is basically um, the Jewish KKK. That's how I could put it that way. Israeli Rabbi Chaim Richmond has told Christians that they should, shouldn't be worshiping one Jew, Jesus Christ, but should actually be worshiping all of us Jews because we're dying for your sins right now. Whew. You know, it'd be funny if there was a, you know, um, let me, let me hold that comment. Let me hold that comment until I finish reading. <clears throat> the former director of the Temple Institute made the remarks during his podcast on Monday as he addressed Israel's war, Israel's war with Gaza. Okay, and um, this is you know he said this again. You shouldn't be worshiping one Jew. You should be worshiping all of us. This grotesque supremacy is expressed by Rabbi Sham Richmond, a former director of the Temple Institute, one of the extremist Jewish groups whose mission is to build the third temple. Okay. And hear what he says. Uh, I just want to say that. Okay. Boldly says this. Boldly. Uh, I just want to say this to our Christian friends, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just, to, just to call it as it is and say it straight out, you know, you, you guys are worshiping one Jew. That's a mistake. You should be worshiping every single one of us because we all die for your sins every single day. And that's exactly Ooh. what's going on here. Yeah. We're, we're all God's first burner. We're dying for your sins. And this guy over here is probably a Gentile. Uh, he's just taking it in. You're like, yeah, yeah, you agree. Yeah. 
And the thing is, is like, I don't know if people understand about the Noahide laws that Trump has signed. I mean, every president has signed since Jimmy Carter has signed the Noahide laws. And those laws basically um, oversee, over, you know, supersede the American laws in this country and basically will um, put everyone who worships a different worship in a different religion okay under the death penalty and um they will be tried under a tribunal of uh these you know uh i'm not anti-semitic i'm not anti-semitic of uh a sanhedrin of um Israelis, okay? The stuff that's coming out of this man's mouth, okay, once again, this is Talmud. Talmud basically says, I could lie, cheat, and abuse non-Israelis, okay? And I am protected by God. That's basically what it is, all right? This man has the disgusting goal to say things like this, okay? You have um, supremacy from Palestinians who are very much steeped, like Hamas, very much steeped into their religion of Islam and I believe they should fight the infidel, fight the Jew, fight the Christian and oppress others. You can see how their religion is wreaking havoc in Sweden and other European countries where now they have no-go zones, especially in France, where it's basically a grape epidemic over there. And um, women are horribly brutalized or unalived. Okay. So both, uh, you know, the Jews who believe in the Talmud and the, uh, the Arabs who are into Islam, they are both dangerous. Okay, and this man has proved how dangerous he is due to the teachings of the Talmud and the Zohar, who say when their Messiah comes back that the Gentiles, the Goyim, will be their slaves. Okay, and he's basically telling non-Jews, you should be our slaves. It's not enough that you worship uh, a Jewish God. You know, you have to worship us. This is the nonsense. Basically, hey, you Gentiles, get over here and do our dirty work. Get over here and do what we say. This is this is the this is the mindset that they have towards you. Okay. Never mind the fact that these are the same people that will beg for donations. All right. I want to come over to other people's countries, but people can't come to their countries. Look how horribly they treat. Ethiopian Jews. Okay. They can't stay there. They get kicked out. All right. They sterilize Ethiopian women. There is a, a big news story that came out about 2021, 2022 about that. And according to their Talmud, if you want to do harm to a non-Jew, you must do it unknowingly. Israel also has a huge uh, chomo problem meaning that you have rabbis that commit crimes against children and run from the law. They run to and hide out in Israel. Okay. That's what they do. And they feel they're untouchable right now because because the jewish people in the land of israel are the bulwark right. against the orcs mm -hmm. okay the orcs are coming not to a theater ne near you but to your home this is really disgusting because the way you your talmud that you believe in okay the talmud that they believe in tells them that they could lie cheat and steal people's land, all right, and they don't have to worry about anything. 
They could do whatever they want. The law, okay, means nothing. If you were to be tried in their courts, they will win and you will lose. Period. They believe that being born an Israeli, they are untouchable. You are a goyim and an animal. You cannot, you cannot have no justice. You don't deserve. You are not a human being in their eyes. This is why they want to talk to you the way they do. Okay. I just want to say to our Christian friends, just to call it as it is and say it straight out, you guys are worshiping one Jew. That means that's a mistake. You should be worshiping every single one of us because we are all we all die for your sins every single day. Richmond said, and that's exactly what we're going on here. We're all God's firstborn, and we're dying for your sins right now because the Jewish people in the land of Israel are the bulwark against the orcs. Okay? The orcs are not are coming not to a theater near you, but to your home. Information Liberation reports the grotesque supremacy is expressed by Rabbi uh, Chaim Richman, a former director of the Temple Institute, one of the extreme Jewish groups whose mission is to build the Third Temple. Keith Woods noted on Twitter, formerly known as X, groups like this are responsible for the rising tension in the Holy Land, where they are forced, where they have forced Muslim and Christian worshippers out of their holy sites. Supremacists like this have support of the Israeli government. This is why I can't say support Israel. No way. What is the point of supporting? You know, you have one supremacist faction you're supporting and you're against another supremacist faction. What's the point? They're both supremacist factions. What are you doing? Okay. In the days before the war broke out, video after um, video after video goes was going viral of Jews in Israel spitting on Christians and attacking them in the streets for preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Netanyahu's top police official, National Security Minister Ben Greer, defended the, their vile acts as not criminal. Why on earth should we support Israel? Oh, you're no, I'm not putting religion. I'm trying to show you something. They could do it to this group, they'll do it to you. If you live in New York City, right? Let me let me tell you something. If you live in New York, New York City, and you have interacted with these people, you understand their attitude towards you if you're a non Israeli and you have to check them. Okay. That's how it is. That is how it is. You have to check these people because they have very much into that supremacy. It's just basically, it's basically they're a clan. Is this the clan with a yarmulke on? That's what it is. And the boldness. And the disgusting language they could talk to some they could talk to a religious group. Imagine how they would talk to a person of an another ethnicity. Okay. They're teaching their kids to do this. Look at this. Look at this. Look how it goes here. Shocking video going viral on social media shows a large group of Jewish children cursing and insulting two Christian female missionaries in Israel with their parents' full support. (laughs) 
done to that. Stop it, folks! Be mad! Be mad! support israel is this who this is the this is the country that looks at you as animals okay bring have previously defended the act of spitting on christians as an ancient jewish custom in the middle eastern i middle eastern i noted ancient roman statues were toppled and destroyed last week stat all right i'm not a statue of jesus christ was earlier uh, was destroyed earlier by jewish supremacists who said we cannot worship stones or false gods in Jerusalem. Earlier this year, two influential members of Israeli's Knesset introduced a bill to outlaw teaching the gospel and sentence violators to prison. It really was illegal for Christians to proselytize to Israeli minors, but the new bill sought to be banned any and all efforts to talk about Jesus. The bill was pulled after mass backlash from Christians in America, but the sponsor of the bill merely said he wouldn't move forward with it at this stage while the notion of that of that israel is an ally of christian is christians is comical the idea that we should worship them is downright heretical but this is how they are okay they've always been this way all right and a lot of groups you know I, they have uh <clears throat> They're, they, I don't know what it is. They're just blind to this. They're blind to uh, to these people's beliefs. Sometimes I don't think they are. They probably were bribed to help these people out. <clears throat> I mean, even Trump is down with them. All right. He got his own town named after him. And he works for them, basically. He signed the Noahide laws. Trump has lied about how he's for the people when he is not. He's just with this satanic elite. He's just like the rest of them. You cannot get into to be the president of the United States, okay, if you're not down with the satanic elite. You are selected. You're not elected. People have to get that through their skulls. But don't worry. It's going to, as time goes by, it's going to get worse, and people are going to have to realize that what I'm saying, what other commentators have said, what other independent journalists have said, that presidents are selected, they are not elected. And JFK have also said that we, this government is run by secret societies. It's a shadow government. That's how it is. And they're already doing the same thing like with Ukraine, like putting up uh, Ukrainian flags, they're putting up Israeli flags. It's just, it's the same trick. It's the same trick. The focus is no longer going to be on Ukraine, or maybe it will be, but it's going to be more of the spot will be on Israel and this Hamas situation. And I'm sorry, I, I would not, I can't support Israel. Okay. I couldn't. I didn't, after I found out about the Talmud, I found out a whole bunch of things about Israel, the Israeli government, 
how it's extremely evil and how they control the mainstream media and what you see about Israel. Nah, that, nah. You need your head examined if you're still going to support Israel. Okay. Biden faced Republican pressure to take action against Iran after Israel attacks. The U.S. officials say they don't have a smoking gun proving that Tehran played a direct role. Okay. President Joe Biden is facing mounting Republican pressure to take action against Iran in the wake of the latest violence in the Middle East, even as U.S. officials say they don't have a smoking gun proving that Tehran played a direct role. More than a dozen GOP senators are leading the charge, calling on Biden administration to refreeze the $6 billion in funds released to Tehran in a prisoner exchange deal last month. The administration also faces calls to impose new sanctions on Iran or even take military action against Iran Iranian targets. Republicans note that Hamas, the militant group that has staged a stunning attack over, on Israel over the weekend, has a long hit military, has long been military supported by Iran. Israel is now retaliating against Hamas. More than 1,800 people have died so far in the fighting. Giving Iran $6 billion, even if it was for humanitarian aid, allows them to reallocate other funds to supporting terrorism. Senator Marsha Blackburn, Republican of Tennessee, tweeted Tuesday morning, especially given Iran's involvement in Hamas attacks, Biden must immediately freeze the transfer. 20 Republican senators, including Blackburn, sent a letter to the White House on Monday criticizing the administration for claiming that the funds are only available for humanitarian use. Money is fungible, and there is significant risk that could be used to further efforts by Iran or Hamas against Israel, they wrote. The Biden administration has repeatedly denied the $6 billion could be diverted by Iran for nefarious purposes, noting its use will be highly restricted and monitored. I don't believe that for a second. Still, the deal has come under persistent pushback from conservative lawmakers since it was first announced. The Republican demands for new pressure on Iran comes as many hawks suspected Tehran is the culprit behind the attacks that began this weekend. But there have been conflicting reports about what role Iran has played. And Biden administration officials say they do not, they do not yet have the evidence that Iran directly directed the attack. While it's widely known that Iran supports and supplies Hamas military and, and, and in other ways, Hamas maintains a degree of independence from Tehran, it may be difficult to find a smoking gun proving Iran's culpability. The National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan reiterated on Tuesday that the U.S. doesn't know if Iran held plan or knew about the attacks, but said Tehran is complicit in a broad sense either way. Iran has provided the lion's share of the funding for a military wing of Hamas. They provide training. They have provided capabilities. They have supported this, have provided support, and they have had engagement and contact with Hamas over the years and years, Sullivan told reporters. All of that played a role in contributing to what we have seen now. Early on Tuesday, Iran's top authority, Supreme Leader, Anatollah Ali Khamenei denied accusations that Tehran was involved, but he applauded Hamas actions and blamed Israel's attacks on the Gaza Strip in the past years for the recent violence. We kissed the hands of those who planned the attack on the Zionist regime, Karami said on television. Reuters reported Tuesday, the Zionist regime's own actions are to blame for the disaster. Still, Senator Mike Brown, Republican of Indiana, repeated the claim that Iran was directly involved and that the prisoner exchange deal fueled the attack against Israel. Iran knew they had $6 billion coming their way, and that windfall freed up resources to plan and execute the heinous atta terrorist attack against the terrorist attack from Hamas against our greatest ally in the region. Braun tweeted Tuesday morning, the U.S. should freeze these funds immediately and permanently. Republican presidential candidate Senator Tim Scott, Republican of South Carolina, also called for an investigation into the $6 billion deal and a hearing for the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen to detail any gaps in Iranian sanctions. Sanctions. GOP Republican Brian Mast of Florida has called for new sanctions on backers of Hamas. Some hawks have gone even further, calling for the U.S. military action against Iran. 
The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Hamas and Iran accountable. It is now time to take the war to Ayatollah's backyard. Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican of South Carolina, tweeted Tuesday afternoon. That came after more direct statement by the group United Against Nuclear Iran on Monday. We call on our government in Washington together with Israel and other, our allies around the world to launch strikes against the military and intelligence targets in Iran, including Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corp sites and missiles and drone bases where Iran's proxy and partner network is trained. UNI, UANI chairs ex-Senator Joe Lieberman, a former Connecticut Democrat who later became an independent. Many of the accusations that Iran played a role stem from the Wall Street Journal's report on Sunday. The Iranian security officials helped Hamas plan surprise assault and ultimately gave the green light. The paper cited senior members of Hamas and Hezbollah, another Iran-backed military group. But many analysts and Israel's military have been unwilling to embrace the claims. We have no evidence or proof that Iran was built, was behind it. <clears throat> but Israel also didn't have intelligence to see the attack coming. Major Nir Dinir, a spokesperson for the Israel Defense, told Political on Monday, we are 100% sure that Iran, Iranians were not surprised. Dinir said, just because you don't have that evidence doesn't necessarily mean Iran isn't behind it. And they are. Okay, I believe so. I don't believe Joe Biden just gave that money. Oh, don't worry. The money's going to be protected. They can't use it for anything but humanitarian use. No. No, no, no. Joe's doing what he's told. And I wouldn't be surprised if Obama's telling him what to do. Okay. Wouldn't be surprised. Speaking of Islam, British government warns millions of radical Islamists flooding West is a realistic prospect. The British government has warned that tens of millions of radical Islamists are set to flood Europe and the US in the coming months as a result of open border policies. In a speech at a Tory conference in Manchester on Tuesday, Home Secretary Sula Braverman warned that Europe faces a massive wave of migration never before seen, and that she will do whatever it takes to protect the UK's borders. The wind of change that carried my own parents across the globe in the 20th century was a mere gust compared to the hurricane that's coming, she declared. Let's hear what she has to say, fair use. The wind of change that carried my own parents across the globe in the 20th century was a mere gust compared to the hurricane that is coming. Because today, the option of moving from a poorer country to a richer one is not just a dream for billions of people. It is an entirely realistic prospect. Every human, every single person has the right to aspire to a better life. As conservatives, that's one of the cornerstones of our philosophy. Indeed, without that dream, I wouldn't be standing before you today. But conservatives are also practical and realistic. Nobody can deny that there are far, far more people in poorer countries who would love to move to Britain than could ever be accommodated. Even, even if we concreted over the countryside, turned our cities into one vast building site and erected skyscrapers from Eastbourne to Elgin and from Hull to Holyhead, it still wouldn't be enough. And that's the thing. 
they're facing this is something that is global <clears throat> and this is all by design to have i believe to have troops in every corner of the world for the un to take over this is a takeover Massive London rally for Palestine happening now. Okay. And you can't say Hamas wouldn't take this opportunity. All right. You can't say they wouldn't take the opportunity to try to get sleeper cells over there and perform terrorist attacks and to try to get a cultural jihad going those of you who don't know what a cultural jihad is is basically the you know like the muslims that are into the extreme sect of islam uh they would come over learn the laws and turn those laws to favor their religion hence you this is why sweden has turned into a place where they have no-go zones and uh other parts of Europe that are completely taken over by Islam. And it's now a, a place where it's not safe for women or children. Here's a tweet from Chris Rose. This must be generally the terrifying for British Jews to see imbeciles celebrating the death of Israeli women and children on the streets of London. MPs can't claim multiculturalism has gone swimmingly well, when we have scenes like this across Europe. That's the problem. There's no real practical checks and balances. Like I said, this is all by design by the elite. Large rallies in support of Palestine in many Western cities, including New York, London, Paris, Berlin, Rotterdam, Dublin, Sydney, Ro Rome, Stockholm. They're trying to have this country divided. <clears throat> okay, you have the hateful rhetoric of that rabbi I just talked about, and you're going to have these people who support Palestine that, you know, um, they want pe more people to join Islam, and they want more people to... Uh, fight against Israel. Don't get me wrong. Israel got their problems. But so do the Palestinians with Hamas. So both sides are bad. And both sides need to come to the table for a compromise. Even if it has to be forced on both parties to make agreements. So neither side will be killing each other and make them share the land. Given migrants across the world in Western nations have been hailing the deaths of so-called colonizers like Israel in recent days, one wonders what these waves of migrants have planned for the various nations they've invaded. You'll notice a word that is used for Israel is the same word they use for Westerners in the United States. They say colonizers. They say you're a colonizer. This is a decolonized movement. Humans events editor Jack Phobic said Monday. Well, Steve, today is Columbus Day, and you'll notice that a word that is used for Israelis is the same word that they use, particularly for Westerners in the United States. They say colonizers. They say you're colonizers, and this is a decolonization movement. There's a reason they're specifically using that word. They're priming their uh, sleeper cells, their extremist factions, their radicals, whether it's Antifa, whether it's BLM or other here in the U.S., some of which, of course, have penetrated across our southern border, which is wide open. They're priming them for attacks like this to come more than likely, which will take place in 2024. 
Steve, they're looking at these types of attacks and they're taking notes and they've got their <laughs> they've got their allies across media. Go turn on MSNBC right now. They're already priming the pump. They're telling you, well, you know, they may have killed a bunch of women and children. They're raping them live on TV. But you have to understand the context of why this is taking place. There is no context. It's wrong. And people doing that have to be punished and face the full, full extent of the law. All right. There's no excuse for either side. Now Israel wants to starve the people in the Gaza Strip. They want to give no water, no food. You want to starve these people out. Women and children, you want to starve out. Husbands that have nothing to do with the terrorist group Hamas, you want to starve them out. There needs to be a sit down. There needs to be a compromise. And if both parties can't make the compromise, then another government entity must make the, make the compromise for them. And they must be forced to agree to it. Otherwise, they must face consequences. That is the only way to deal with this situation. Two sides can't agree. You make them agree to a contract. You draw up a compromise. You draw up an agreement and you make them sign it. They don't sign it. There will be consequences. That is the only way to deal with these people. Both sides. Because both sides think they're entitled and both sides have hateful rhetoric and both sides have polarizing views and they want to divide people. They don't care who gets hurt. They want their way. That can't happen. So you have to treat them like kids. It's really that simple. It really is. Move out the politics out of the way and you could just solve it real. Just, just very simple. It's not complicated. Just remove the politics. And just get down to business. What you're going to do, and what you're not going to do. Treat them like kids. That's it. Treat them like kids. But of course, that won't happen because, like I said, this is run by the elite. It's all part of the plan. That's it. So let's talk about the migrant situation that's happening right now. Let's talk about that. What they're going to do with these migrants. Pretty interesting, though. I mean, you bring them over here. and Most of them are fighting age. And, you know. Just wonder. You know, most of them don't got women and children over here. So it makes sense. Let's go into it. Fair use. The Army and Air Force are looking to immigrants to overcome recruiting shortfalls. They've ramped up their marketing, including on social media, to entice legal immigrants to enlist. They're also using recruiters with similar backgrounds to appeal to potential recruits. But the biggest draw for migrants is the promise of a fast track to citizenship, plus jobs and education benefits. Kind of an ingenious plan. You know, you get people who will comply to whatever orders you give them. And the best people for the job are migrants. And the fact of getting you elected, since you have a, such a terrible approval rating among your own countrymen, makes perfect sense. All right. But um, let's travel back on to this issue uh, about this uh, attack from Hamas. And we're going to be learning about the mastermind. All right. One article, one video I forgot to show. Let's get into it right here. Here we go. Israel calls last week's devastating attack by Hamas its 9-11 moment. The secretive mastermind behind the assault, Palestinian militant, Mohammed Dev calls it Al-Aqsa Storm. The phrase Israel's most wanted man used in an audio tape broadcast as Hamas fired thousands of rockets out of the Gaza Strip on Saturday signaled the attack was payback for Israeli raids at Jerusalem's Al-Aqsa Mosque. A survivor of seven Israeli assassination attempts, the most recent in 2021, Mohammed Dev rarely speaks and never appears in public. The whereabouts of Dev are unknown. 
though he is most likely in Gaza in the maze of tunnels under the enclave. He is the commander of the Hamas group's military wing, Al Qasim Brigades. The decision to prepare the Israel attack was taken jointly by Dev along with Yaya Sinwar, the leader of Hamas in Gaza, but it was clear who was the architect. As per news agency Reuters, the militant leader was born as Muhammad Masari in 1965 in the Khan Yunus refugee camp, set up after the 1948 Arab-Israeli war. He became known as Muhammad Dev after joining Hamas during the first Intifada or Palestinian uprising, which began in 1987. He, he was arrested by Israel in 1989 and spent about 16 months in detention. Dev earned a degree in science from the Islamic University in Gaza, where he studied physics, chemistry and biology. He displayed an affinity for the arts. Heading the university's entertainment committee and performing on stage comedies. Rising up the Hamas ranks, Mohammed Dev developed the group's network of tunnels and his bomb-making expertise. He has topped Israel's most wanted list for decades now. For Dev, staying in the shadow has been a matter of life or death. He lost an eye, sustained a serious injury in one leg in one of Israel's assassination attempts. His wife, seven-month-old son, and three-year-old... See what I'm saying here? See what I'm saying? You got to sit these countries down, man. Sit these leaders down. Have security, watching both of them. Make sure neither one tries to pull a fast one. And make them sign the treaty. Make them. Make them compromise. Make them obey. Make them behave. Because their countrymen on both sides are suffering. That's the only way to handle it. The only way. All right. Okay. One more time for one more story. Let's see. All right. Okay, I'm going to be talking about the sabotage suspected in the Baltic pipeline leak. Let's get into that. Okay. Let's talk about that. Sabotage suspected in Baltic pipeline leak. Finland is reportedly considering requesting help from NATO into the investigation. A probe has been launched into a leakage from the Baltic connector and undersea gas pipe connecting Finland and Estonia based on the suspicions that the route was deliberately damaged, Helsinki announced on Tuesday. During a press conference, Finnish President Sali Nasisto suggested that the pipeline and telecoms cable had been damaged in what may have been a deliberate act. It is likely that the damage to both gas pipeline and the communication cable is the result of outside activity. The cause of the damage is not yet clear. The investigation continues in cooperation between Finland and Estonia, Nisto said in a statement. Finland's energy supply remains stable, according to the Finnish Prime Minister, Peter Pateri Orpel. He added that leakage from the pipeline was worrying, but the damage to the telecommunications cable did not affect the country's connectivity. It is too early to draw conclusions on who or what caused the damage, Opal told a press conference. Baltic Connector Pipeline was shut down on Sunday morning due to a suspected leakage. Commenting on the stoppage, a senior executive Finnish state-run energy company, Gas Grid Jan Granald, said that the link may remain offline up until the end of the upcoming winter. Launched in 2019, the 77-kilometer, 47-mile pipe link that is used to transfer gas from uh, liquid natural gas, LNG, import terminal in Finland to Estonia has an annual capacity of 2.6 billion cubic meters. President Nisto said earlier that Helsinki was in contact, was in constant contact with its allies and partners. Ye News reported, 
I had a conversation with NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg today. NATO is ready to assist in the investigations. The head of the state told the media the investigation has revived the concerns about the vulnerability of the undersea infrastructure following explosions at the nearby Nord Stream pipelines. The natural gas pipeline linking Russia to Germany was blown up in an apparent act of sabotage last year. European countries have since stepped up security of infrastructure in response. European gas prices rose as much as 12.7% on Tuesday, reaching the highest level in around two weeks. The largest surge is attributed to news about the Baltic connector shutdown, as well as the halt production at a field in Israel by the U.S. energy giant Chevron. I don't know about NATO getting involved in investigation because they are just as corrupt as the many Western powers that wanted to set their sights in going after Putin. All right. Any by any rate, though, I am done for now, and I hope you are okay with uh, you like the uh, live stream. Anything you want to know about this channel is in the description box. Like, share, comment, and subscribe. If you feel like donating to the Cash App, feel free to donate to the Cash App. I am on Rumble, some Radical Thoughts, 791, Spotify, Hard Talk Radio, live in 4K. Uh, Patreon is in the works. And that is about it. Later for now. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Later.